the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. I do have a cigar in my hand. Did I tell you about the moron that set his coat on fire at the cigar house yesterday? You did not, but now you need to. Moron. This guy's an absolute moron, right? I think the fact that he set his coat on fire probably... So I, I wanted to throw him out a month ago, the stupid son of a gun. He's been there a you, month? I, I am the worst. Once you close? So the way that I run the cigar store is it's not really like where I'm trying to get business. In fact, what I'm trying to do is prune the business to people I can tolerate. Let's be honest. You own that place so you can have the pleasure of ejecting people you don't I like. I do love get out is like my, and I do mix a couple words in there. It's my favorite sentence ever, right? And to the Vince McMahon, you're fired. You know, my grandmother used to tell me. Yeah. A long time ago. Everybody is going to tell you, tell me who you hang around with and I'll tell you what you are. But the real, the real saying is, tell me who doesn't like you and I'll tell you what you are. And I have to tell you, Macbeth, in this climate, in this particular year, in everything that's going on, I find her advice, and she's gone now for a few years, just absolutely so prescient that every day that goes by, I realize how smart this woman was. Really. Just brilliant. Because one thing I have to say about doing a, a, a talk show in Chicago and the way in which this has progressed for me, I have really realized the character of our side and how it relates, how it is a Siamese twin to the character of the side we hate. So today, you know, there are foosballs on. There's not a lot of people listening, right? Watching their favorite guys and their spandex run around. So. Guys are kicking balls and all that nonsense. So let's just do the air. I'm listening to you and watching. The, the Facebook is not something I ever really participated in. In fact, I have to call you for my password. This is, this is true. This happened this week. I, call me up. Hey, what's my Facebook password? You're much more into Twitter and, and stuff. Like I that. like Twitter. Yeah. Right. Donald and I have a lot in common. I like Twitter. I like to yell at people. That said, if you want to watch Sean, you go to Sean from Elmwood Park Facebook page right now, and we're streaming this. And, and, and you know something, Macbeth? It's because of the station. I'm getting, it's getting, you know, a lot of people are on it, and a lot of people are commenting. So um, I'm talking to a couple guys here, a couple uh, girls, uh, you know, producers, Misty and all that, and they're like, you know, maybe you should post some more articles. I did not realize how it worked. So I would post the articles, <laughs> right? And then you're, you're alerted. And you're inundated with people who reply to the article, right? Yes. So as you know, I'm doing the Joe Walsh show, or my show, 
Slap and Tickle Drive Time Chicago, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay? So today, it's going to be a festivus, a Facebook festivus. I'm going to air my grievances about Facebook. All right? And I'll tell you what I mean about that. So I post things that are pertinent to we who are suffering in Illinois. I, I like to focus on the fact that Illinois is an unmitigated failure on every level. And the similarities between where the Illinois Republicans have failed the people the entire time becoming very rich spans out to the country. And that, you know, it, they're very similar in that. So I post on, on, on Facebook about how Illinois is in fact bankrupt and how the real estate prices from border to border of Illinois are imploding. And I say, There's, there can't be much of an argument for that, can there? And you'd be surprised who argues. <laughs> so I get this guy who's, I, I don't know him, and I don't want to bash the guy. I'm sure he's a very nice, family-orientated guy and a complete and utter economic illiterate. And that would be bad enough, except for the fact he's an economics teacher. Okay? Yeah, he teaches high school economics. Te- so, I mean, I feel bad because I'm sure if I met him, he'd be a nice guy and we could have a nice conversation. But the problem with this, with Facebook and with social media is it just, it, it takes that away that, that personal right. relationship. There's no tone. Away. There's no tone of voice involved. There's no, no you can't detect sarcasm. And really. you're playing it in your own head. And yes. you know, I have a tendency to, to want to choke people. So I right away, when I'm reading something, it's aggressive and I'm, I, I'm listening to it aggressively. I can translate that for the listening audience. Sean has a tendency to, overreact to everything and hear everything as he perceives it, regardless of how it's been explained to him. But Excellent job, really. If you only had cleavage, more cleavage, less hair. I was going to say, you're skipping me over We'd here. be dating. But um, you you get me, baby. It's the beard, and, isn't and, it? And that's the truth about this whole Facebook thing. And he is retorting my points by telling me how wonderful Illinois is. Okay? Now he's a public school teacher, and he, we get on to the, I, I say, well, it's due to the ridiculous relationships and extortion the citizens of Illinois face for the public sector workers and their ridiculous pension deals. So we go on to like the pensions, right? As if, as if he's apparently the only guy in Illinois who doesn't understand that we, the real estate owners of Illinois, we, the people who have invested our time and our money and, 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 and have to live with the failure, are not able to reap the even offset inflation let alone reap any rewards from real estate that it is imploding ladies and gentlemen pick a neighborhood okay pick a neighborhood aside from those rare standouts that maybe are breaking even we are drowning in failure it's just the way it is okay he then tells me how the real problem with the public sector pensions is that he cannot will it to his heirs and the audacity. That is insane. And then says how he would be far better off with a 401k system. Now, I just want to talk about the, the morality of this whole system that we live in. Yeah. These public sector workers, and I'm not picking on all of them. I have relatives that are in them, family members, and they are willfully ignorant, or they just do the ostrich thing where they shove their head in the sand to not see the reality of what a scam it is. They contribute 9%, and this, this is going from this particular gentleman's numbers, 9% of their income, which apparently is matched, or is supposed to be matched, and from the 18% of their income, 
they derive payments for the rest of their life of a percentage of their last year in salary with 3% compounded interest payments. Now, for those of you that don't understand the magic of compounded interest, look at the little penny experiment where you double it every day and at the end of a month how much money you have. Anyway, his gripe is that he doesn't get to will it to his kids. Now, he'd compare that to like a 401k, right? So in a 401k, you're putting some money in, your employer's putting some money in, and you have that fund at the end, right? Correct. In that situation where you're, and I don't know where he teaches, but let's just use the CTU as an example, right? Mm-hmm. You're putting a certain amount of money in, the city's putting a certain amount of money in, the state's putting a certain amount of money in. By the time you retire and you take, what, nine to 12 months of payments, mm-hmm. you've already received pretty much everything within a few years, guaranteed, you've taken out more than you've put in. So you want to will someone else's money to your kids. And not only that is absurd. Not only that. If he were to have a 401k, which you're hearing the comparisons of these economic illiterates, they would reap the rewards of the return on investment, which is going to be referred to as the ROI. The ROI is the only thing that bases the payment for all of the normal people like myself and you and and companies can put stock in and there's different ways. But ultimately, people doing actual math, 401ks can never give you a dollar more than it's worth. Whereas... Teacher unions are giving this man, if he lives to an old age, possibly three and a half million dollars in benefits. Maybe more than that, yeah. For a guy that is vested, I think it's six or seven or eight years after they're in this union, where you can get a pension at your certain age group that you hit for the rest of your life. Yeah. The, The detachment from reality of how skewed and how immoral that is, that you are casting into servitude the citizens versus the the state worker. And I say state in the broader sense of the word, not Illinois state, government, government worker, the government worker and how they feel that not only are they entitled to this ridiculous payment on a very small fraction of, of what their contribution is and how there is absolutely no correlation in an ROI versus their payment, that they have the audacity to want to leave the bulk of whatever number they think it should be to their kids. And you know something, McMath? I'm thinking about this. It's probably going to happen in our lifetime where that goes on, where they now can transfer those payments to heirs. There will be some sort of a breakdown where the kids of these public sector workers will be receiving things. This is what happens when a when a state, when a municipality becomes socialist. 312-642-5600. We're live even during the foosball. Oh, idiot. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. So you're correcting me. I didn't tell the story. I didn't finish the story. That's right. We talked about how much you like kicking people out of your cigar store. So, so this guy comes in. But we didn't tell the story of the person who set his clothing on fire. He's just a, he's just an annoying little fraud. <laughs> like he carries the cane. You know, like it's some sort of a disability scam where they don't use the cane. He carries he it in carries his hand. It. just carries it. He's got a radio he puts in his pocket that plays like 70s funk music walking around the store, right? For all I know, he spends a lot of time at the humidor 
probably pilfering cigars too. So for months now, he's been coming in and he takes his coat and throws it on someone else's seat. Now, I give pop and coffee away when you buy a cigar in my store, right? So he goes to the, to the thing and he drinks the pop all the time. He's good for five, six cans of pop, one cigar. He's a loiterer more than a customer. So I don't like him. I don't like him. And my, you know, my gut tells me, throw this son of a dog out. Anyway, I don't because, you know, I could hear my wife in my head, be nice, be normal, all the things I don't like to do. And uh, I'm not there yesterday. And the girl uh, calls me up. She's like, are you sitting down? I said, yeah. She goes, well, this guy threw his coat on a candle because I have, I have end tables. And candles eat smoke. So I don't want the place. You know, I got the ventilation system. You could run a kitchen out of there. And the guy takes his coat off, which, by the way, if you're a man and it's not 1989 anymore, and your coat has fur on the collar, you probably picked it up at a Goodwill store. Tear the fur off, dummy. You look ridiculous. So nature tore the fur off for this buffoon. He throws the coat over a chair and then goes and sits down and smokes a cigar. The coat is smoldering in the corner. One of my customers, a guy that I love, says, hey, the coat's on fire. Now they got to pull the fire extinguisher to old nine because, you know, they're old. They don't just take the coat and throw it out the door. So I got to clean the place for hours, right? So she, as she calls me, I say, put this idiot on the phone. Put him on the phone. Yeah. So I get him on the phone. I said, listen, did you, did you throw your coat? The way I told you for the last three times, hang your coat up. You don't throw it out. What are you, in third grade, moron? Don't ever come back to the store. I see you in the store again. I'm going to throw you on the ground. So now we're having a party at the house. My little nieces run around because they hear me raise my voice. Of course. They're like, who's, who's Uncle Sean yelling at? My daughter comes out. He's just yelling at a stranger. Who isn't Uncle Sean That's yelling That's really, at. yeah. So anyway, see, I wanted to tell you the good with the bad. The bad, uh-huh. store almost born, burned down. Minor good, detail. I threw a moron out. See, I'm pruning the, the, the customers. Pruning uh-huh. them. I'm going to have it pretty soon where it's just me and Dan Proft and I'm yelling at him to get the hell out of there too. Yeah. We're going to narrow that out. All right, we got a caller on. Well, you've been, you know, you've been on a decades-long streak of just making that circle smaller and smaller around yourself. I love it too. Because you know what? The more I'm in society, the more I hate people. All right, Bill. Thanks for calling the Liberty Hour. Not you, Bill. How are you? Hi, Sean. You know, Sean, in 1983, this has been in the Tribune, so I'm not making this up. Uh Uh, The the school board or the school teachers of Chicago, only Chicago, did not go on strike. And the school board said, oh, how nice you boys and girls are. Because you didn't go on strike in 1983, we will pick up 6% of your 9% uh, contribution. <laughs> so right now, 35 years later, 30 years later, more, 35 years later, instead, they, do, they pick up 3%, not, not 9%. And the school board of Chicago picks up, what, they're 9 plus 6, 15%. So it's even a better scam than you talked about. Bill, you know, I don't know it's, something. It's incredible. It, it, it's, in, it's absolutely incredible. And you know what even further makes it so offensive? That these people who know what's going on, if this guy is, is truly what he says he is, and you know, you don't know, they're on Facebook. If he's an economics teacher, he knows how corrupt and how scummy and how punitive to the rest of society his pol- this policy is. And he's now the guy teaching our children economics i mean i'm going to tell you something bill it is time it is 2019 we have the internet we have accessibility to the best information in the in the blink of an eye it is time to completely revamp the school system and i want to i know this is crazy i want to completely eliminate the public school system it doesn't work 
It's failed. It doesn't do what it says it does. And in fact, these kids, for the most part, have to correct themselves the rest of their lives once they're out of school being taught by these people. I know it's, 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 a, it's a hot button topic, but how could these people who are so flawed in their morality then be entrusted with our kids? I mean, I'm telling you, I think it's that basic. Also, Sean, I, I went in through an argument with a retired uh, fireman. He retired at 51 years old oh. from Oak Lawn Fire Department. Yeah. 51 years old. He's now 70. Mm-hmm. He's been collecting for 20 years. First almost. of all, these suburban and I said firemen? To him, I said, yeah. yes, Oak Lawn Firemen, uh, Oak Lawn, Illinois. And I said to him, is this fair to us? We're sitting here paying this huge pension. And he looked at me, and he was right. He said, Bill, you took the wrong test. That's you want it's, you know some bill it is I've got relatives and I've got friends dear friends and it, I'm going to tell you something it's a true and utter scam and when you realize you know we're so used to the corruption here when you realize that in the country seventy percent of firefighters are volunteer you realize how much we're getting the old cigar and not the good one that like I sell Bill it, thank you so much for calling the Liberty Hour I true I do appreciate it. I got other callers thanks again Bill I appreciate it. I'll be on tomorrow call in. It is just such a, a, a diabolical scam. Yeah, I, I, we got to go to, uh, and I, I apologize no, to uh, Dave, but we got to go to Tom on three. Go ahead, Tom. Tom, thanks for calling the Liberty Hour. How are you? Yeah, hi, Sean. If you don't mind, I'm a little peeved. You you mentioned that a customer threw a coat on a lit candle in your store. Mm-hmm. You know something? If you didn't have a lit candle contributing to the carbon footprint, maybe you had an LED going, maybe you wouldn't have had a Fire. You ever give that right. thought, pal? First of all, it was not a fire. And number two, I do all I can to put out as much CO2 without paying for it right now before these Soviets implement that carbon tax. I'm going bonkers, kid. As nice try, as Sean. I, can do, I appreciate it, though, Tom. And I like the way you think. And by the way, the chair is okay. Thank you very much, Tom, for calling. See, that's how rumors get started. It's just a little <laughs> smoldering. No fire. Nobody hit me with a bill. Just a little fire. No big. The smoldering uh, uh, smoke and whatnot. Yeah, no big deal. Right. We got time for Dave? Yeah, go to Dave. Dave, thanks for calling the show. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. I, I was listening to you talk about uh, teachers in particular, uh, or, you know, the, uh, the the public sector making those, these outrageous pensions. Well, if you stop and think about it, they don't mind what their property taxes are. They don't mind what the taxes are at all in Illinois because they reap from the system. So they don't care if their taxes go up. Or remember that talk that they were talking about the 1% of the value of your property you had to put on mm-hmm. on top of your existing property tax? Yeah. Um, and if everybody doesn't understand that, say my house in Gurney is worth 300000 and I'm paying $7,000 in taxes, which I am. But say my house is three three hundred three hundred thousand dollars. You automatically put three thousand dollars on top of the seven, and then you pay ten thousand dollars a year. Yeah. that's what they were talking about to to make up the short, shortfall on the pension. Yeah. Well, wh- why would you even stay in Illinois at this point if you are in the private sector? Because you're going to pay for these. Well, I am. We are. Pay for these people that are on these exorbitant pensions, but they don't care that they their they taxes go up because because it goes back to them. Dave, it's every socialist country. It's always better to work yeah. for the state than to fund it. So they cut themselves in, and of course they don't mind because look at the kind of numbers we're talking about. 
This teacher wanted to tell me how moral it was to contribute 9% and be paid 80% of his salary in perpetuity. Think about how just immoral you are as a person to advocate for that system. I'm sorry. I think it's outrageous. Go ahead. There's another thing that's going on, too. The teachers are advocating to get kids to either study uh, social justice or go into education. In other words, everybody gets to stay within the government cocoon for the rest of their lives. It's like a big playpen where people... No, it's the Soviet Union. Dave, that's the Soviet Union model. That's what they taught their yes. kids. That's what you do. Obligation to the state. Loyalty to the state. The, the virtue is with the state. Look at what they've done. And you know something, Dave? I, you know what's sickening? We're losing, brother. And Because the ramifications of what they're doing destroy your property values, my property values, everybody's. So the sad they part don't is even... they don't care. They don't care. And, and, and you're going to hear on the news how virtuous they are. And they show them, oh, the kids, the kids. You know how much better off these kids would be if they stayed at home? You have any idea? Think about just the whole, look at the difference in the kids that do stay at home. Look at the caliber of kids. We're destroying our kids, and it's really a shame. And then we're, we're using them as weapons against the other citizens. It's just, it's, it's, it's topsy-turvy, baby. That's why it's Festivus. Uh, radio here on uh, Liberty Hour. Give us a call, 312-642-5600. The airing of grievances. We're airing grievances. Dave, I want to thank you for calling in. We will be back after this break. Sean now at 312-642-5600. So we've got the best listeners. We really do. It's a football game. I'm getting tweets, right? Guy sends me a, an article. And this is disgusting. Now I'm half Italian. I got to read it. We don't have enough bad pub- publicity. Look at it. You love Galavan with your fancy foosball friends while I'm sitting here all day with nobody to keep me company? Pine Grove Fire Chief Mitch Crosetti. I guess that's how you say it says he believes smaller departments will have trouble finding leadership positions. Now, here's the thing about Mitch. Uh, Mitch, Pine Grove Countryside Fire Protection District Chief, he gets 117.5 a year, right, to, to, to food test. You realize that's all they do. You're, you're just, they're deciding what to cook for the next meal right? in between video games. I mean, let's call it what it is. 117.5. In some areas, that's absolutely It's true. not my favorite part. He's retired from another fire department, Wooddale where he receives an annual pension of $124,037. Now, see, here's the problem. So this poor guy, hold on, this poor guy's making less than two hundred and fifty grand. Here's the problem. How's he supposed to survive? I bust my tail seven days a week, three <laughs> different businesses, like a man, to try and make, you know what I mean? Kind of a, like an this idiot. freaking dummy, fatso with his No, 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 you're belly. the dummy. You're the dummy They're for exactly working the right. three jobs. But he's going to walk dummy. around like a man when they spend 20 years... Kissing political tail. Well, not only is he going to walk around like this upper echelon of these fire departments and police department. I'm sorry, boys and girls. That's what it is. And he's going to discount when he goes into the uh, local five. And we feign outrage at the Madigans and the Cullertons and that scumbag Ed Burke. Do you understand? They're not doing anything wrong. They're just capos 
of the public sector mafia we pretend is public service. And that's what it is. And I feel bad for the guys who are honest, who are in this system. Because it isn't long before they're corrupted. It's just, I'm telling you, when, when the government is pitted against the people, it's not a republic anymore. And I, I find it hard-pressed as I look around to see where the representation is for the public. We're just the pigeons, you understand? They're eyeballing us for where they could take more. And I, I, I'll tell you what, you can leave Illinois, but what are you going to do when it comes to everywhere? It's just becoming more and more prevalent. Bart, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Yeah, first thing I want to do is remind you of what I think your T-shirt is, man. All right, go ahead. In Illinois, in Illinois, if you're not in on the hustle, you're funding the hustle. Yeah, that as is. As far as I know, you invented that. Yeah, that's exactly right. I'll take you know? full credit for that, Bart. Thank you for remembering. It was groovy. The second thing is, I what you're talking about, God, the morality of it, like, on the one hand, like the tribalism in the in a political thing where you just hate a guy politically so much you're willing to suspend the rule of law. Mm-hmm. You know, you just forget about due process because I hate that guy and I got it. Or flip it over the virtue signaling and you go, I love the teachers. You love the teachers? Yeah, I love them enough to give them a blank check and, and suspend the rules of math. And neither of the there's no virtue attached to any of it. It's just it's, it's despicable. And you're being generous with other people's with my money. Oh, and, and, what, and I'm greedy for wanting to keep my money. What about the know? teachers that live in a community and know the people that struggle? They know about the old people, the widows. They know about the, the newlyweds. Themselves? How, how, I mean, it, socialism is the most immoral philosophy ever implemented in a society. And it walks around proud and arrogant in its ignorance. And Bart, it is infuriating to me to realize that these are the people that are influencing your kids and our kids. And, you know, and I, listen, I busted my derriere. My wife and I busted our derriere. Oh, you know what? Send our kids like to private. And they yeah. have no honor. None. Send and our then kids. they also, they go, I could make more in the private sector. And you're looking at them going, you're kidding, right? Yeah. Like this fire chief I just told you about. He couldn't last five minutes in the private sector. Not five minutes, parades around, sitting around with his pals for 24 hours, off for 48, retires from one, gets a job at the other one. How do you think he got that job? What about those guys in that, in that new fire department? You don't think they could have hired from within? How do you think they take a guy from Wooddale and they hire him at a different village? Because he's politically connected. I'm so sick of pretending that this is, we should these be, jobs because. We should be a little clearer. We're not talking about Wooddale, Illinois. We're not talking about the Wooddale that's two miles from here. This is this guy is from uh, what Denver, right? No, no. I think it's Wooddale, Illinois. Is it Illinois? I'm pretty sure, kid. Yeah. You mean we don't have double dip protections for <laughs> Illinois pensions? <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh no! Thank you, Bart, for calling the show. The double dip, the triple dip. How many? There really know, is no. There there are no roadblocks to stop. And it's just common sense. Like no. you can't. And that's why when you see this stuff going on with the Illinois politicians, oh, gee, we need to create a, an anti-corruption law by not allowing city <laughs> members, city aldermen, and city state reps to be lobbyists, too. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Look, I lived in Dalton. It's just sickening, man. Again, I lived in Dalton um, for the second time mm-hmm. when uh, the mayor was a state senator and the mayor, and his brother, his twin brother, was a, uh, a county commissioner, I believe, or something like that. And you never knew which one was which and who was doing what job and who was in town and who wasn't. And Dude, it's the ghost job of all ghost it's jobs. It's just the weirdest they thing. They sit around, they pretend they're actually doing something. The whole time they're scamming. 
You know what I mean? The, I feel sorry almost for the old guys that are in prison, the old mobster guys, the old guys that were oh, running yeah. the illegal They were, they were just doing games. what they were told, right? They were just the operating within the system. The difference between an old gangster and a politician is the pension. That's it. It's the same ideology, the same skullduggery, the same mentality. They look at us like pigeons, and we keep fitting the bill. 312-642-5600. See you in Ukraine soon. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. So I got to tell you, at the end of all of this Facebook stuff, I'm going back and forth with a couple guys. Come to find out, guess what political party they're affiliated with. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, we're talking about a teachers' union member uh-huh. um, who was arguing that he should be able to take taxpayer money after his death and uh-huh. will it to yeah. um, his friend. I'm going to go ahead and guess that these are rabid leftists. Well, before this, it started because I was criticizing Trump on Thursday's show. I think the government may understand right. that I'm, I'm might I actually criti- know I, the answer. To I was one. criticizing Trump, and, and, and the way in which I criticize Trump isn't because I dislike him. I, I rather kind of find him almost He's fun. Very entertaining. I think it's fun. Yeah. I dislike a lot of policies. Sure. But one thing I've learned is that when you criticize this guy, all of a sudden you're an anti or a never. Because this guy was... Well, you're any number of ...said things. he's only ever voted Republican. Yeah. And everything he said was because every, everything was so bad before Trumponomics. And that Trump and any and, and you know the statistics of what exactly is happening with the farms going out of business more mm-hmm. more now than after the crash of 08, with the the true impact of this failed Democrat policy by Peter Navarro of this of this phony market manipulation phony protectionism all of the things and then he goes on and I use the word Keynesian I don't know if you know that or not. I use the From word time to time. I've I heard you words, say it. Yeah. I use the word use the words Keynesian and Fabian socialism because yeah, they're one they, and the same. Those were both part of the Liberty Hour drinking game, but there were just too many deaths. There was just too many, right? Yeah. So Keith will make fun of me, and you know they all make fun of me. But yeah. the reason that I do that is because I have watched the Republicans slip in to the very Fabians they said that they hated in Barack Obama. Yeah. Barack Obama was a Fabian. Same stuff. Keynesian. It's the same stuff. It's a redistribution and a manipulation and control of the economy. So as I was pointing this out, that we, as people who believe in the Constitution, we don't have a choice. If you really believe in the founding, if you really believe in Americanism, you don't have a choice. You have to reject it, even if you like the guy who's implementing it. To me, it's, 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 it's everything we've been talking about, the morality of the issues. It is immoral to practice socialism on a society. Whether it's a teacher's union or whether it's a, it's a trade policy, it is immoral to make people who do not use or people who, who choose to use pay different rates because they, have, they are in a certain circumstance or in a certain area. The whole thing to me is really quite simple. I don't know why I'm having these arguments because you know who's attacking me and then they're attacking me personally. And that's what I love too. That shouldn't surprise you. But I love it because they're half men. They're half men. An economics teacher who's relying on a pension, that's how you know he's a fraud. Because if he was good at economics, he wouldn't rely on the pension. 
Yeah, and of all his the, own money, like a man. Of all the personal attacks, the ones other than the ones um, against your haircut, they're totally yeah. illegitimate. Well, and they always happen from from the, the the new Republican, of course, which is yesteryear's Democrat, which is just an apologetics uh, exercise, right? So I it doesn't it. matter. You know, there's an R or a D. You're yeah. just going to apologize forever who has the R or the D. And that's, you know, we see it in Virginia with the guy who was with blackface. And, he was mm-hmm. still, and we saw it. And uh, so, uh, what, what's his name? Keith Ellis? Yes. Keith or Ellison or yeah. whatever his name is. You saw it there. You see with Trump. It's just, it's reactionary thing. It's constant. So it goes back to what Nana used to tell me. It's not who you hang with. Tell me who does it. To, tell me who hates you. And I'll tell you what you are. I take such pride in being rebuked, rejected, and attacked by the phony conservative, it is more satisfying to me than to be attacked by the, by the socialists. So, for instance, I have more respect for the, uh, what's the guy in Mundelein that used to call all the shows all the time? What the hell is his name? John. John in Mundelein yeah. than I do from the phony Republicans who used to come up to me at the events and tell me, I love you, you're great, and now attack me as a never-Trumper because I comment on a Democrat a fundamental economic place that, that Trump happens to be implementing. Yeah. Can I ask you a question that might make you uncomfortable? Ah, sure, go ahead. Was your grandmother Boxers. Winston Churchill? No. Because I hear but, a lot of the same sort of wisdom there. And you know what's funny? I'm attacked often for, for uh, participating because I, I do like Ayn Rand, a lot of her stuff. Sure. But I'm attacked as an as a Ayn Rand um, disciple. In this, this Because of your economic ideas, yeah. and then which they have go nothing like this. to do with Ayn Rand. She's not an economist, no. stupid. And, you know, I tell these people all the time, oh, you must be a Randy in it. I used to read her in college. Then I grew up. All she was was a was a philosopher yeah, and a novelist and who recognized the beauty of America was the Americanism and the and, and the enlightenment ideology it was built on. That's all she was. Those are very good at formulating inarguable metaphors. But, yeah, I mean, that's and the economics that we practice here that I that I subscribe to are only capitalism that are really about. And, and really identified by the Austrian economists. But moreover, that is tied directly to your property. And whether it be taking your money to fund the state worker or taking your money because you choose to implement choice, it is the same kind of Fabian collectivism. How do you like that? You didn't think I could tie it all together before the end of the show, did you? Sure I did. I just thought I would have to help more. But I, I, I'm just, I'm wondering, <laughs> thank you. I'm wondering if the people who argue about the, the, the Trumponomics versus freedom, if they recognize the similarities in the same arguments that the people who supported Barack Obama did. Because as I listen to the people who support this manipulation of our economy, I remember all of the same arguments when Obama wanted to do it with health care, when he wanted to do it with the implementation of TARP and shovel-ready jobs. And I wonder if when they read Trump's latest tweet bragging about farm subsidies if they recognize it. I can't figure it out. We, are we coming back after this? All right, we'll be back after this, and we'll talk about Monday show, Tuesday, Wednesday show, and we'll take a call if you got time. 312-642-5600. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, an AM560 as a caller which is all i am i'm a glorified caller and i know that i love it though i do i love it i love the way we do the show you realize we didn't talk about anything the other shows are talking about anymore? no it's nice not to not thing. talk about we didn't talk about impeachment we didn't talk about come on 
going to talk about this circus. We had the Ukraine sound bit. Does that count? The Ukraine is great. I love the Ukraine. And I the love Ukraine it. is becoming one of my favorite places. The Ukraine Earth. is small and weak. And, and, and if you ever get bored, go, on, go on YouTube. Yeah. Right? If you ever get bored, go on YouTube and just look up Ukraine dash cam best of. All right. That's even better than the Russian right, stuff. Let me take Kyle, the caller. Kyle, thanks for calling the show. How are you, buddy? Hey, always enjoy listening to you. Keep up the good work. And the day you sound like a rinse and repeat show like Hannity or something, the day I stop listening to you. But nonetheless, um, you know you're on the right track when you have both Democrats and Republicans attacking you because you're standing on principles over the tribalism that we have today. But uh, nonetheless, you have a good night. Thank you, Kyle. See, wasn't it nice? I appreciate that very much. And I appreciate it right now because all you're getting is that people are longing for echo chamber. An echo chamber isn't solve anything. And if we're going to solve things, man, you better stop repeating the talking points the RNC is handing out. I think anybody actually thinking about it and actually looking at it is getting pretty sick of the echo chamber. Yeah. You know what am I think that's going to flip pretty quickly. Oh, I think so too. And you know what's I, and the thing is I don't I'm not I don't hate Trump. I'm mad at him. You got this You great, lie. You got this great opportunity, man. What are you doing? Yeah. Could really really fix things. Really really change things. And they come out and they promote the same lie. They promote the same numbers. And you know what else I'm reminded of? I, I like old sayings from very smart people. And I thought George Orwell was a smart guy. Did you? I did. You know, he used to have a saying that um, the further society drifts from the truth, the more they hate those that speak it. Yeah. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. But um, isn't that the truth right there? It really, well, anytime you, you go against the group, you, you play against somebody's insecurities, especially as a group. They're just going to snap back at you, whether they're, you know. I'll never forget, I went to a fundraiser for a guy who was running for governor, and I asked a very mm. simple question about the money being handed out to implement Obamacare. Yeah. You should have saw the people that love this guy. Just, they wanted to, they wanted to start throwing things at me. And I was at that moment, I said, why wouldn't you want to know these answers? You should and you know just the bring a bucket people, of sand people, for those people to put their heads in when you, when you go to these events. I'll never forget. It was only a third of Americans that fought the king. Only a third. Yeah. Only a third ever really want to do something positive. Yeah. Two-thirds of the country, of any country, they just want to be sheep, man. So if you want to put a bell on your neck, I'm not for you, baby. Go up and down the dial and find some cheerleader. And if you want to listen to one of the, one of the administration family members call the show, it ain't going to happen on mine. But we're going to have good people. I am so, I'm trying to get everybody from Cato and Von Mises Institute. We're going to go through this thing because you know what fix it, fixes things? We do, the American people. Once we have our freedom, we can fix anything. And I need all this nonsense, the debt, the spending, the things we don't talk about anymore, the totalitarianism, control over our lives. Is it going to stop? Because if we can't put a stake in the ground now and fight it back, we're never going to be able to. No one in Washington is listening. That's exactly right, except that guy. He's retired on Marco Island in a $3 million condo. Like and a you man. know how he's making his business. And you know how he's it's making his money. No, 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 no. Boehner, he's making most of his money now. Cannabis. Oh, he did, please, he's in everything. He was a, <laughs> he's a main lobbyist. Yeah, isn't that great? He's got a huge stake in this cannabis the company. Up in, he was. You know, and I got nothing against that, but but don't don't be up there railing against something for decades and Man. decades, and then all of a sudden, oh, it's a good business opportunity. How about his little pal that they used to p- drive around Washington and go to the bars, uh, Paul Ryan? His only oh, yeah. job was the Wienermobile. Now he's sitting on the board at Fox News. That should make you very leery about yeah. this stuff coming out of Fox News, too. You know who you could trust? Yourself. And that's it. Got to keep your eye on these scoundrels. Yeah, well, you know, when I talk to myself, myself says weird things. Not me. My favorite, I work for the CIA. My favorite sentence, table for one, please. <laughs> Absolutely love it.
Uh, all right. Well, what do you got going on tomorrow? Are you going to be here when I do the show? No, I'm not going to be here. What are you kidding? I kind of miss your big head. I don't come to the office on Mondays unless I absolutely have to. Please take off your wife's glasses. We'll be back next <laughs> Sunday night. Thank you so much. I have to go home. I have to go home.